I'm recording. All right. Awesome. So how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm excited. I'm, Excellent. I am feverish with anticipation to find out yeah, why so you, I'm here. You have no idea why you're here. So, and we also, nobody knows who we are. So That's true. Uh, first off, I'm Pranch. Who are you? I'm Adam. Adam. Okay. Now, Adam, do you know how long we've known each other? I would say 2005 or four would have been when we were met. So almost 20 years. We're almost at the, the so double decades. I've, I've got it at 2003. And the reason I got it really? at 2003 is because I actually remember how we met. I think we we had known about each other for a while. But mm-hmm. I also we've told this story before and you and I, you may not remember. Oh, I'm uh, sure I, I know I, how we met. I, well, I remember a specific story. I'm not sure if this is the one you're going to tell, uh, but I'm, I would imagine it is. And I this is going to well, make me look like a total dick. <laughs> Right to oh, start. Excellent choice of words. Yeah, yeah excellent exactly. Choice yeah. Of words. I, I, oh yeah, I remember this. This is good. Just okay, you, so, so you're setting everybody so, so, against yeah. me to start, and we've just begun. Right, right off okay, the get go. Right off the get go. Yeah. Okay. So so we're we're 16 ish years yeah. old, and we're in a we're in leadership development camp, yeah. and uh, we're at one of the one of the United Church camps in Ontario. Yeah. And uh, I am posing for a picture yeah, with three was, or four of the people I that I knew. couldn't remember what you were doing. Yeah, you were posing for a yeah, picture. Yeah. <laughs> posing for a picture. And I, I don't know why. Why do people do this when they when they're posing? They like lean in and kind of lean down. I don't know why people do that. I do it. And, you had a like, power you're a photo, people like, where you're you're you had like this legs like like Superman yep. pose, like power bass player pose. So it was, yeah, you were just and my, and my legs were a little bit spread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, and my legs were a little bit spread out and I was yes, kind of power were. posing. And uh, and and the next thing I knew, I was getting kicked between the legs from behind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I came up behind you and I, I hoofed you. Not like as hard as I can, because I, there, it wasn't malicious. Well, it was malicious in what happened, but it, there wasn't malicious intent. I no, I, it was just there was a, there was an opening. There was an literally. opening, but it was more than like a little like coming by and like a little tag with the hand. Like I huffed you, I huffed, I kicked you right, right in the crotch. Yeah, yeah, and that that's how we met. I think we we had both known about each other. We had known each other existed yeah. prior to that moment, yeah. but we had never met. And I think that I'm pretty sure that that's how we met. Yeah, uh, like that. And I would recall that that would have been at the end of the week. So we like that uh, if people were posing for pictures i would imagine but certainly like i had not met you before that week we did not know each other Mm -hmm. well and why i Mm -hmm. thought like here's like i mean i'm a sarcastic guy so i often like will make jokes and like that's how i get to know people too and then they know my humor but this is this is a one time no one else has ever (laughs) been introduced with a swift kick in the nuts and i'm still so sorry but i'm glad that we're friends now that we can laugh that I had just and I can't believe we're still friends now, considering that was the first impression. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's great. I love that. That's our, our kind of origin story. I think it's really, really fun. And I don't look back on that with animosity at all. I look back and like, glad. that's a really funny way to meet a person. It is, and I, I don't know how much you know about the like, this is going to sound so um, literally an older boy told me to do it. There was another counselor. Uh, on staff who was also you know mischievous and he and i was like a brand we were like volunteers we weren't we weren't staff yet we were like leaders in training so we were volunteering this week and he was an older guy on staff and he was like and i think he saw you posing and he was like and he might not have even meant hey actually go do it he might have just been (laughs) musing like oh like 
he's asking for a, a kick and then that's the way he's standing right now and then i think right. in my you know 16 year old like impulse only brain was like that would be funny and then just went up and actually did it and uh yeah oh boy Oh boy, uh, that's that's kind of our, our our introductory story, and I love it. Yeah, but, that's our uh, origin what story. I, what I wanted to do is kind of talk about um, each other's. Uh, like, I wanted to kind of learn from you your kind of history through camp process and and where you are now uh like wh- who you work for and and kind of how you came to that that role in your life and and you know what. Uh, what the the religious church camp uh experience was for you and i tell you what it was for me and kind of learn about that from each other so like how did you how did you start going to camp my mom made me okay okay that's a good point (laughs) but was there any was there any like uh like Uh, like cousin or family member that was already going to this camp that yeah exactly so yeah so the short answer is my mommy made me um and i'm so glad that she (laughs) did force me because all I wanted to do back then was just like play video games all summer and which is still yeah. what I want to do. But I like to I have mean, a ba- I like to have it's a, a good pastime. Yeah. And, you know, now you can have a switch and I can I can play video games outside. But my uh, one of my childhood best friends, uh, his name is Doug. And we went to we went to church together. We went to United Church together since we were like little kids, like toddlers. Um, and he had gone to this United Church camp, which I think it, it was. It, yeah, it was the same one that we that took place uh that origin story um so he had gone to this camp i think since he was like probably six or seven but i had never um my family were, were big like we went camping like so we, we would uh, we had a trailer for a, a, a season and we'd go to like bon Echo or algonquin um so we would often go camping as a family in the summer but i had never um other than like some day camps you know run out of like mm-hmm. schools and community centers nearby i had never done an overnight camp until I think I was 11, uh, maybe just 11 or 12. I think, yeah, about that age. And um, so I'd never done an overnight camp. And and my best friend had been going there for years and said it was great. And specifically had gone in this camp to what they called the wilderness program, which was um, which was a canoe trip down the did, Grand did River. You, did you start off right from the get-go doing wilderness right off yeah, the get-go? I, yeah, I was oh. never a camper. I was only ever a camper on the these out-trip style uh, programs. So the the canoe trip uh at this camp that went down kind of from went basically from kind of cambridge and took the grand river all the way to around brantford so yeah i was always a wilderness camper i was a wilderness kid and uh yeah so i was maybe 11 or 12 and yeah it was definitely definitely doug doug going there and then my mom connecting with his mom and being like my kid needs to stop playing video games all summer like he should go with doug so i was i was like I did not want to go like for any other reason than I was just like a lazy kid who just wanted to sit around and sure. Uh, but I was excited that like I was going with one of my best friends and uh, yeah. And so that's the story of me first starting at at summer camps. And uh, like what was like you being a lazy kid and wanting to just stay at home, play video games. Was it the fact that your friend Doug was there? Is that why you were like, yeah, I'll go. Or was there no, any like, well, I don't want to do I mean, it or like, were you nervous? I mean, I probably was nervous, but like wouldn't have admitted at the time that I was like, you know, it's the first time you go to camp and you're going to be, you know, it's a scenario where you're going to be surrounded by probably mostly strangers. And that's why, you know, most kids go to, go to camp, hope like often have at least one friend going because mm-hmm. I mean, even to this day, like I run events and stuff and we always have trouble 
getting new people out unless there's someone you know going. And yeah, then, so now sure. picture you're going to do a week with a bunch of people. Um, so, but no, I didn't want to go. Um, and I was convinced that I wasn't going literally until like the day of my mom's like, okay, pack, like we're going. And she, and she I was convinced that I was not going until the time she like opened the door and like kicked me out of the van. And I was there at camp. And I was That's like, I, I guess bad. I am going. So I did, it was nothing. It's nothing against Doug. I was just like, I just don't want to, like I liked again, we were camp, we were campers as a family. I yeah. liked canoeing, but I didn't want to canoe. I'd never done like an overnight canoe trip. And I was like, I don't want to do that for three days. Like, yeah, um, that sounds like blah to me. And I had gone to church like all my life, um, but it didn't really like it wasn't it didn't really make a difference or at least it didn't it didn't mean anything deep to I shouldn't say it, made, it didn't make a difference because I'm sure it did. But it didn't really mean anything to me, like the spiritual like nature of it or like taking it, like what it meant to me personally. Like I didn't think about that. And so also knowing that this was a church camp, I was like, oh, I don't want to go sing songs for about Jesus for like a and, week. And how, how old are you again? How old are you? Like 11 or 12. You're 11. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so like yeah. middle. So like perfect, like snot nose middle school, like just old enough to think I'm basically an adult, but still completely a baby child. Right. Right. You know, it's funny. My, so I. I was going to a different uh, camp, one of the sister camps of the one that you went to. And mm-hmm, I, yeah. I think we went the same year. I think my first year going was 1997, where I would have been like nine or ten. Yeah, that would have uh, been a couple of years. I think my first year was like 2000. So I mean, you might have okay. started a little bit before me. Gotcha. Gotcha. OK, so like um, we well, how, how I ended up going to uh, to these camps was um, my cousins, uh, my, my mom's my mom's like very closest family uh, member that she's uh, like my entire life. This person was a major uh, person in her life. He had two kids and uh, they went to this camp and it was two and a half hours away from where we lived because they lived in in uh, in Bruce County area and uh, and you know, it was really close to them. And we ended up going there just because our cousins uh, were going. And my mom didn't know anything other than that. This was just it was a camp that my cousins went to. And so she didn't know that it was a church camp. She knew it was a sleepaway camp. Oh, and right. she was uh, she was a, a kind of a single mom at that time. Like the, my, my stepdad was uh, in our lives uh, at that point. But he was like they weren't married and he wasn't uh, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, geez. If he listens to this, he may be like, I was living in your house long before then. He may be, <laughs> but but uh, it's oh, hard to geez. look back that far. It was, you know what? No, no, no. He's been around a lot longer than that. Now I got to edit this part out. <laughs> she, she was not a single mom at this time. I'm pretty sure my stepdad came into my life when I was about seven. So <laughs> that's okay. You said it was 2003, our origin story. And I know it was 2004 because that's when I did lid camp. So it's okay. No, I was on perm staff in 2004. Well, so was I, but we, we did lid the year before. No, I did live in 2004 and then I was on perm staff the year I did lid, but 2003 was my SIT year. Yeah. I know that. I know that for sure. Yeah. Well, now I've got to go. Okay. Okay. So there weren't 19 years, but that's so, so I, I vividly remember it was 2004 that I was on perm staff, not 05. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. Cause you did okay. lid one and I, I did be- lid two. Anyway, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. We, we, were, we did lid the same year. I know that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it was for sure. Oh, four. Yeah. So anyway. okay. 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 I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. Uh, but yeah, so we, we ended up going to this church camp, uh, entirely by accident. Like it was, it was, uh, not necessarily like my mom was sending us to church camp. She was sending us to camp and it happened to be yeah. a church camp. Well, and, and the name of the camp that you went to, there isn't there are other camps of that name, too, and even mm-hmm. another one that's actually nearby. So it, it totally mm-hmm. makes sense that you're like, oh, here's this camp. Great. 
and then you're like oh exactly it's a, and, oh this and jesus the, thing <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. yeah and uh and i mean like my cousins were going and it was just an easy yeah. place for for and i actually my, my cousins were my sister's age like i'm pretty sure that i went and didn't know anybody i'm pretty sure uh, i ended up bringing a cousin of mine a couple years later but i went to main site off the off the get-go yeah. i didn't i wasn't a wilderness camper until Which main site uh, would be know. for those who don't know like the the kind of classic sleeping in the cabins eating in the yeah. dining hall like the the wilderness is the out trips going on like a canoe trip or something main site is is playing the big field swimming at the lake on site sleeping in the cabins that's what yeah, we call yeah, main thank you. site yeah, yeah thank you for clarifying that that's absolutely yeah. right uh but yeah so i i did that for the first couple years and i didn't end up doing wilderness until like i think my third or fourth year but once i went wilderness i never turned back like wilderness was where it was at yeah uh, that, so much yeah, more fun wilderness uh, it was so much there was I mean, like there was there was the rules were obviously there, but it was so much more totally relaxed. And it was like the schedule was not as fixed. And I, I would have said it was like a safe version of Lord of the Flies because, yes. yeah, like you like you wake up and the counselors are like, what do you guys want to do? And like, we're going to create a game where we'd like dig like uh, we, we dig little tunnels in the dirt and race bugs. And kids are mm-hmm. like, and the counselors are like, great, sounds awesome. So you just make up your fun, which as a yeah. creative kid, which we both are like creative mm types and now do that with our lives that i think that's why it spoke to us so much because it was just Mm -hmm. like invent your own fun and i'm like oh hell yeah that sounds exactly what i want to do yeah yeah it was it was so good and i I loved i loved canoeing and i loved canoeing at night and going out and 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 doing stuff like i remember there were times where we were canoeing from one side of the lake to the other past the main site and they were already like getting ready for bed yeah and and you're still awake we were awake and we were canoeing by and yeah we'd like sing at the top of our lungs while we were canoeing just to annoy them (laughs) that's cool because because we did a canoe trip that was on a, we never did night canoeing because we mm. were on a river You're and we were going river. Yeah, yeah. We were on a trip. Like, so mm. we, we, we never really had that experience, but that like, I've done that now, like since then mm. at that, at that camp that you are at. But, uh, yeah, night canoeing is, is, is a blast. So good. So good. I actually did the, uh, the canoe trip for, for my camp, uh, when I was like 14 or 15, I can't remember how old, like before, yeah. before youth camp, I ended up doing it and yeah. I had never done a canoe trip before. I had never portaged. I had never, yeah. I had never done, done any of that stuff. And, uh, and that was, that was so, so neat to be actually canoeing on a river where you can't go back up. You're going down the river. Yeah. Like There's only was... one direction. <laughs> and if you're canoe tips, you're just floating down mm-hmm. the river and that direction mm-hmm. yeah too good so did was there uh did you do a youth camp at your at your no there was no there was no youth camp at at my like original camp there was um they did have what they called a senior which was kind of the same age so i did senior wilderness when i was like that was like a 13 to 16 or 14 to 16 age and that was my last year as a camper but there was the camp you went to had a big youth camp for mm-hmm. kind of high school age but uh, there, no, there wasn't a there wasn't a camp like that at the one that I went to. So right after I finished being a camper, then I went into uh, what was called SIT, which was servants in training, which was kind of their first the first level of like a leadership training program. OK, OK. So 
let me let me tell you a little bit about the youth camp and uh, mm-hmm. and the the experience there. So youth camp, so much fun. Uh, the games and the activities, just amazing. Uh, and and you know the canoeing and all that stuff and hanging out with kids. You're you know all you're all like high school kids and you're all a little awkward, but you're all hanging out and having a lot of fun. But there was um, there was a like a church service that they that they had mm-hmm. on like Wednesday or Thursday night uh, at a really tiny church just down the road. Uh, it, we we got on a hay wagon, mm-hmm. took that for a 10 minute ride uh, and we crammed like 120 ish people. There was always there was like 60 staff members and there was like 60 campers. It was like a one to one ratio because there were so many volunteers. People loved this youth camp so much that they would keep on coming back and would volunteer uh, for any random task. Like, oh, let me be in the kitchen. Let me be. So there was like 60 staff and 60 campers. And we would cram them all into this tiny church that was maybe, maybe fire coded for 70. Like, <laughs> totally. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and uh, they would the 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 staff would put on this amazing concert. There'd be a really amazing sermon. And I remember, uh, this, this was my, if you will come to Jesus moment, uh, if you will, like before, before, before this, I had been just a guy who was going to camp and you know, I, I, yeah. I, I was the guy who actually engaged with the counselors when they asked questions during group time. I was the guy who was like, well, why is nobody talking? Um, <laughs> here's the answer to your question. Uh, so that was, I was always the most engaged because, you know, kids don't want to answer questions about this stuff because it's awkward. Yeah. Uh, but like the, uh, up until this point, I had, I was just a guy going to camp who knew the answers yeah. to the questions they were asking. And we should but say ju- like these camps are, they would, we would have these little group times where we talk about like, biblical stuff or spiritual or like what do you think about jesus but outside of that like the games and like there's really the majority of the programming anybody can come and it's just super fun high energy games and then they would do what's called session and group time and that would kind of be sort of the the like christian like content during the day so it was it it was nice because like obviously it's a christian camp so they're gonna do that stuff but it was still you could go and be like i'm not here for any like like i was i was like i'm not here for the church stuff like i'm here for the canoeing or the games and still have like a totally great time yeah yeah i i remember yeah, thank, yeah, that's a great point. Clarifying all that because uh, I didn't. And, you know, it's one of those things having the internal context in my own brain. So I appreciate you say, <laughs> helping yeah. the audience members know what we're talking about. Um, but uh, so, yeah, during this during this, this church service, though, that we went to that that Wednesday or Thursday night, um, they did this. They did this really amazing metaphor. So there was it was really uh, a powerful message, powerful uh, singing and really all together. And then there was this one metaphor they did. They took this uh, some sort of mixture of liquids and there was was uh, they took this clear plastic cup and there was some dirty liquid in it. I don't oh, know yeah. what it was. And and then they poured bleaching water into yeah. it, basically. And they turned the water perfectly clear. And I remember that so vividly. And that the metaphor of of the cleansing of your soul and cleansing of, of your spirit and and t- washing the sins away. Uh, and that's what Jesus's death was for. And and I lost it, just started Fallen. Wow, I remember yeah. being so emotional and like there was like three or four other like pretty close friends at the time. Uh, some people that I still still know today uh, that were in this a similar similar boat and we were just wrecked yeah, yeah just wrecked most of the camp like filed out and there was like seven or eight of us that were just i need ruined. a minute i need a minute and i remember the counselors coming over and consoling us and talking to us and helping us but that 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 metaphor just it was the first time that it actually hit me and yeah, i actually yeah. fully understood just one of those things where you're, it's something like just it just hits you in a different way yeah mm-hmm, totally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and uh 
and yeah, so that, that was that was kind of my my come. To, what was did you have any moment like that in your youth, in your childhood? Yeah. Like you went to you went to church before I did. Uh, right. So like, did, did you mm-hmm. have a moment like that? Yeah. Like, yeah, I went I went to church as a kid. But when you you know, if there's something that's for folks who have, you know, spiritual whatever you want to call it, um, spiritual awakenings or epiphany moments or like come to Jesus moments. And I'm very aware that um for some people, those that's a re- those are really hard things because a lot of people have experienced those moments in, in like a really um, toxic and manipulative um, way. So a lot of people look back and rightfully go, "Ugh, like get me away from that kind of stuff." But I mm-hmm. will say, um, I yeah, I had a very positive um, experience on when like what I would call it, yes, a, a spiritual epiphany moment. Um, and even though I was going to church, something about going to church as a kid, it's so familiar that you mm-hmm. actually need like in, in theater school, we would call it like defamiliarization. You actually need something different to like make you see what you see all the time. So yeah. camp uh, does allow and did for me really allow that because it was just a, such a different setting and people and dynamic and space. Um, and it was at the end of that first that first year that I was there, that first week where I was like, I'm not going to camp until I was there. Um, at the very end, after the canoe trip, we do that. Like the camp is like six days long. We do it like uh, we're on the river three nights. And then the last night we're back at camp. And I think that it was raining or something because we went, we would have normally gone back up, up the big hill to the wilderness site on camp. Um, but instead we went to, and I know that because later I was on staff at that camp. So it mm-hmm. must've been raining or something. Um, or we, maybe it was raining during the trip and we were exhausted and they were like, all right, we're going to give the ki- these kids some inside time because they, we haven't literally been inside in a week. Yeah. Um, and so we went to what was called the lodge, which was this old, super old, um, from the outside looks like a crappy rundown building. But when, <laughs> when you're at camp, like some of those buildings are like the best, like it's just this super cozy has a fireplace. You never go to a place like this. Yeah. yeah like squashy old armchairs. Like I would liken it to like the Hogwarts common room now where it's like, it's just this super cozy, comfy place. And we're like, and we've been outside, you know, and it, yeah, it was probably right in that day or raining on the trip. And, uh, and we were like, Oh, finally, like just to be on cushions and to be inside mm-hmm. and to yeah. be warm. And I remember, um, we did worship, which would be like, yeah, kind of the, the mute, the, um, doing music uh not like kind of old school hymns but sort of what would be called like kind of christian contemporary music so um christian music with guitar and yeah and it probably was i can remember who the counselor would have been like it's probably just him with his guitar wasn't plugged in because this was wilderness camp we didn't have the full band yeah and uh an overhead projector with that like i can like hear the like buzz of the overhead projector and that like (laughs) orange glow of the transparency with the lyrics to the song on the either on the wall of the lodge or on one of those little pop-up projector screen um from like old schools that they don't even have anymore and uh <laughs> and we were and i remember what song we were singing but i had a uh, mine mine was unique from yours but similar in the sense like we were in that kind of worship space air quotes yeah. worship space mm-hmm. uh and singing and uh there was a line in one of the songs that just uh like hit me about um about jesus and about the the death and and resurrection of, of jesus you what song it was yeah it was um here i am to worship and so oh, it, yep. it has a bridge that says i'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon the cross and again i i do want to like make the disclaimer 
a lot of people have these moments when it comes to talking about like sin and the cost and a lot of people experience it in like a really bad toxic manipulative way where it's trying to tell you you're you're so bad how look how awful you are and look at what you've done and that's how it really gets people to you know either be manipulated or 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 create certain worldviews but i will so i'm I'm aware of that and i want to say that's a very real experience for way too many people um but it wasn't i do remember specifically because you know you you remember feelings like like i said i don't even remember if it was actually raining that day or not i don't remember all the specifics of that week but you remember how you feel and i remember Mm -hmm. feeling a very like sober sense of weight that there was really at the end of the day it wasn't even about like contrition and retribution and like it was about like the weight of there's something bigger than me and or I, I there there may be something bigger than me and if there is i should probably pay attention and actually start thinking about that that's probably mm-hmm. not in those words exactly but that's probably the framing i would have had at the time where all of a sudden it just and i what i some people would now say in the circles that i run with was like a Holy spirit type moment, a spiritual awakening type moment. And so it wasn't, it wasn't super emotional for me. Um, I, I might've, I might've, I, like, I don't think I cried. Mm. Um, and it it wasn't, and I don't think in that moment, again, to kind of, as a sort of a uniqueness to yours, this was a very, like, it was the end of the day. We're just in squashy armchairs, one little guitar and a little overhead projector. It was not a service or anything, and it, there was nothing that was like, and no one was like doing a sermon about like, you should be thinking about like the the cost of like your sins or like there was none of that. It was just, mm-hmm. it was just at the end of, and probably a lot of it was like a really good week where I was like earlier in the week, I was like during the songs as a like active, like I'm my own person. Cause I'm in grade six and I'm like, my, or <laughs> and my whatever. Parents aren't and here. my parents are here. We would <laughs> sing the songs and I wouldn't, when the songs would say like God or Jesus, I like wouldn't sing that word. Cause I'm like, <laughs> cause I'm like a rebel. Right. Because I'm like, <laughs> but I think, cause I'm like, well, you like, I'm not going to be made to like sing these songs. And again, I didn't, I wasn't you. like, I'm Put like, I'm an, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, and I wasn't like, I'm an atheist or something like that. Or even that I would have said I was agnostic, but just this thing where I'm like, I didn't really want to come to camp and they're not going to, they're not going to make, it's a grade six thing. They're, you're not going to make mm-hmm. me do something if I don't want to do it. Um, so earlier in the week I was like, kind of like, and I didn't tell anyone about that. I just like silently, like wouldn't sing those words, like kind of thing <laughs> as this active protest. Um, yeah. But, but it was, yeah. So, so then, then flash forward to this moment where I was like, huh, like I, something about the week. And I think really it was like a big thing was the people like, Obviously, my best friend Mm -hmm. Doug was there, but also the counselors were so the staff were so like a lot of people say this. I just there's something about them that I'm like, I want like what they have, Mm -hmm. like not just that they've got something figured out. Yeah, exactly. Not just that they were like funny and charismatic and, you know, they're leading us in a trip. So it's inspiring and you look up to them. But there was something more that you're like, okay, it's interesting. So probably during the week, I'm like starting to think about this. And then this. Yeah. And then the song moment happened and I was like. And it just, it was just more of like, it wasn't, I wouldn't even say it was like cathartic in a sense. It was just like kind of a moment of going, wow, like there's something here and I can't even put it into words, but I want like something's pulling me like a magnet to start thinking about this more deeply. So a very different like dynamic of the environment, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, like very similar where just something hits you in a yeah. different way and for me and a lot of people it's an and it happens and they look back and like that was a really 
bad negative thing and I wish it hadn't happened. For me, I look back and it was a super positive moment and um, there were, I didn't feel, and I, to this day, I don't feel any manipulation and I still know many of the people who are on staff and like, I know them to be really just great people who do not work in like toxic theology and manipulation. And so, yeah, I look back at it as just, that was the first moment for me where I was like, I want to like kind of own this a little bit. I didn't know for sure. It wasn't like I'm giving my life to Jesus or something like that. I was just like, I probably would have said the time, like, I just, I want to think about this more. And it was the first time it mattered to me outside of like, I'm, I have to go to this camp or we're showing up to church on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, when I was doing the leadership camp uh, the, the following year, there was a moment when we were doing a um, we were we were doing a worship session like we had done. It was the end of the day, had a long day of I don't remember where uh, I sorry I don't remember what what we were had been doing. We were at um, uh, not not the camp that I had um, that I had gone to as a kid, but uh, another one of the camps. Mm-hmm. And this uh, camp would that we both did later. This leadership camp would travel around to three or four of the different camps that mm-hmm. were sort of all in this United Church region. Dude, you're so good at context for the listener. Like you're <laughs> I know, so it's good. I've done other uh, other podcasts, and because I talk to so many people about mm-hmm. these camp experiences now, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate it, listener. You're getting you're getting the full experience because of Adam. Uh, but but yeah, so we were at one of the other ones, and I remember for uh, like the majority of the worship session, I remember staring at my hands mm-hmm. and just being locked, looking at my hands. Interesting. And then, a- and then afterwards, we were in our like our little group talking about just kind of wrapping up the day. And and I, mm-hmm. I brought it up to the group. I was like, guys, like I had this moment where I was looking at my hands. They're like, yeah, we we noticed. It was like apparently blatantly <laughs> obvious that I was, st- <laughs> I was like staring I was at talking to his shoes, man. <laughs> but my no, shoes just, are I, talking to me. I was I called figures, but I never see them thing. Oh, yeah. There they go. Uh, but uh, but no, I just remember having this moment and telling them afterwards that like just noticing the, the amount of power that I have in my hands to do good, to do bad, to do whatever I want. Like I'm I'm my own person. I'm my own entity. And these these hands can do whatever i want and it was, this, it was a weird thing i think it's like 14 six how old are you at the leadership camp like, like 16 yeah 15 yeah, 16 okay. 15 16 so um yeah i just i remember having that moment and i don't i don't remember what it was that kicked it off was it something in the song was it something in the day no idea i just remember this moment of staring at my hands for a long time and having this moment of like these are powerful things they can do so much um yeah that's fascinating were you were you have did you ever like get baptized or anything like that i would have been baptized i was baptized as a kid so in the united church um the in there are different different churches different denominations there's some that do adult baptism and really Mm -hmm. uh and then there's some that do infant baptism in the united church um yeah church you you can also get baptized as an adult but i had parents who went to church i had older brothers too so yeah i was baptized as as a baby um so i've I've never done in like an adult baptism i like i said i've had these moments that baptism really you know, represents for a lot of people, these moments of like spiritual awakening or epiphany Mm -hmm, or like, mm -hmm. or a lot of things like a spiritual kind of commitment to, you know, what, what we might call like in Christian circles, like discipleship or following Jesus, um, or, Mm -hmm. or quote unquote, becoming a Christian. And again, I'm aware that's like loaded language with a lot of baggage that is valid for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, so I, I've never done an adult baptism, um, is it something you've, have you ever wanted to do? Well, we, yeah, well, I mean, we can kind of get into it. We talk more later about, you know, what I do now with a lot of, mm-hmm. with most of my time and my work, but, um, I have been part of facilitating 
adult baptisms for mm. other people who have desired that. Um, and as we've done that, uh, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, it's crossed my mind, but it's just never been a thing where I felt like it was a step I was, felt like I needed to take or sure. was pulled to take. Um, but again, then part of that might be because I had these other versions of what that represents, these other yeah. kind of stake in the ground, like watershed, you know, moments in my life and in my like spiritual life and in my discipleship where I felt like the kind of it fulfilled what adult baptism often fulfills for people. So mm-hmm. at this point, no, but you never like you never know, like maybe some mm-hmm. someday I will be like, hey, I, I feel the call to do that. It might be spontaneous. It might be like pre-thought out, but yeah. yeah so maybe someday. Mm, yeah. I, I was as an adult, uh, well, uh, an adult, I'll put that in quotes. I was, I was perm staff in 2004. Yeah. So, so six, 16, 17, like yeah. I, not even legally an adult probably. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but no, we were, we were doing a uh, staff training week at, uh, at my camp that I was at perm staff on. And, uh, and for, for the listener, perm staff is the staff that's there permanently. Uh, so they, you know, you get hired and you work the entire summer, all eight weeks of the summer. Uh, and, and you know, the week before summer, the summer starts before the kids start showing up, uh, there's this kind of staff training and you go and, and there's a bunch of different stuff. You kind of learn to grow as a team because every year the staff is, is slightly different. There's a lot of people that are the same, but there's some new ones. And, yeah. And so there's kinda, team building, there's orientation over the programming yeah. and. How and then take there care was, of kids and make sure they don't fall out of the canoe at night, you know, it, all yeah, that good all stuff. That stuff. <laughs> but uh, there was one one afternoon, don't remember how far into staff training week where this uh, this person, I don't even remember who they were. I'm not even sure that, that doesn't matter. Uh, but they they came and they gave us uh, that like a group sermon, if you will, to to all of us. We were in the main uh, worship hall and um, and there was this whole I, I don't even remember what the sermon was about, but I remember at the end. There was a call to like, does anybody here want to be baptized? Does anybody want to go down to the lake right now and do this right here, right now? And I thought, oh, my gosh, how cool is that? Like, I don't I don't really go to a church. Uh, I don't really have a church. So this is my church, like the lake at my camp. That's where I can do this. How freaking cool is that? And um, and we went down and we, and we, we, uh, there was a bunch of, I don't know. There was some that had already been baptized, but then, then there was the, the director was, was there, uh, doing it. The, the wilderness camp director was there, the assistant, all people that I've known for years. And I really love and respect these people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we went down and, uh, I was, I don't know. I don't remember if I was nervous to do it or if I was just like waiting and like, I honestly don't remember my emotions leading up to it, but I do remember that, uh, when I want to want to find the right way to to story this out here i don't i remember specific okay I'll, what i'll do is i'll say the things i remember specifically and then i'll try to give a little bit of back pedaling on it um i i was being held by multiple people in the lake we're like three or four feet deep and i think it was the director of the camp i think uh said said a prayer and then like kind of like like picked up some water, washed it on me, and mm-hmm. then they, the, the the rest of them kind of dunked me down in the Got water. The dunk. Yeah, yeah, and and brought me up. And then this is where this is where things got a little odd. Things is where things got a little bit weird. Um, they and I and I think that this is something that had been discussed in the sermon earlier, but there was talk of tongues, speaking in tongues. Yeah. And uh, sure. and try and and I was being like as they brought me up, they're like, yay, uh, whatever. Uh, but then they, they did another prayer and they were trying to encourage me 
to start speaking in tongues. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? But again, like we're in this moment, I'm being held by all these people that I, I really do care about these people. These people are amazing people and I'm being held by them. Eyes are closed and they're like, they're current. Come on, you can, you can come on, just open, just open your mouth. Let, let, let the sounds come out. And I was still like, what the heck is this? Is And they may have alluded to this more in the sermon, like during the sermon, they may have talked about it more, but I don't remember oh, okay, specifically. Yeah. Uh, so it's possible that they, they gave me a little bit more information beforehand, but that I didn't understand it fully. So I yeah. kind of, I made this like <laughs> sound to make this experience end that I was oh, having right, right now. Yeah. Cause you're like, uh, cause okay, I'm done. I'm done I, with this I, part. Like, I, the, the, the dunking was cool. The prayer yeah. was cool. The love and the feelings I'm having with all the people around me. I love, but this, this specific thing, it's like, not mm. a big fan. This is yeah, this is weird. Fair. Yeah. And and it made me really uncomfortable. And uh I ended up uh this was also like close to the end of the day. So we we went to bed, went up to the staff house and, and went to sleep. Uh but the next day I actually told the director, I was like, I have to leave. Uh and she's like, What do you mean? I was like, I've I've gotta go and I will be back before today is done. And she's like, Oh, okay, okay, sounds good. So I, I got in my car and I drove to my next door. What we're two and a half hours away from where I live. Mm-hmm. We're two. Uh, so I drive to uh, the place where my next door neighbor works. I called her and said, "Hey, do you mind if I come and, and talk to you?" She was the most religious person outside of camp that I knew. Gotcha. And she had no relation to the camp experience. So yeah. she. So I wanted to go with her and be like, "This happened." Yeah, I need to unpack this. <sighs> talk to me. What was this? And I don't even remember anything more about that specific conversation. Again, we're going back a long time. We're going back like almost 20 years. Yeah. And, uh, and, but I remember her kind of explaining, you know, different beliefs and different, uh, different churches will do different things and different people believe different things. And she kind of explained what tongues was, which I don't know that I could probably iterate yeah, that correctly. I, now. Can, I can say really briefly, it's, there are some, uh, kind of movements within Christian tradition and denominations and churches that, um, tongues, they, they consider what they call tongues is that it's like an idea of what they would believe is a spiritual gift where, um, folks speak in a uh, they might say like an angelic language or just a language that doesn't like not an, a language that exists like in any particular like region or country or area of the world and the idea is it's it's yeah that it's sort of this sign of some kind of divine touch um that comes out through what would sound mm-hmm. like um gibberish to yeah. to yeah. someone listening but the idea is that um there are there are there are they purport that there are people who can um interpret and actually understand this and so there would be some people in an audience where someone's speaking tongues going i have no idea what what, what did that person just say yeah and yeah. someone else will say they said this and this and this and that there's this there's this parallel gift of people who can interpret and so so yeah it's kind of a it's a it's a specific belief among some christian traditions of a, mm-hmm. what they would call a spiritual gift from from your knowledge uh, uh, and working kind of in the United Church system like you do. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't again, we haven't gotten to like what you do now. Yeah, but, okay. like uh, at this point, uh, can you like what is the United Church's stance on tongues? Is it I, a thing? Yeah. So the United Church <laughs> in the United Church, you can kind of believe anything you want <laughs> um, for better and worse. Like it's a okay. very the part of the culture is it's a very which and this is a good thing. Like it's very open to saying, um, you know, that that communities and individuals um, have the the agency and power to determine, you know, their experiences and their beliefs and their practices. Um, and so uh, I wouldn't be able to say specifically if there is a United Church like 
dot. It's very like when you if you if just to use it as ends of the spectrum, you have like, a, you know, a, a tradition like Roman Catholicism, which is very much here's the doctrine um, mm-hmm. and it can evolve a little bit over time. The, but basically we'll give a little bit. Of here's, information. here's the doctrine. Here's what goes, what doesn't go, what we believe, what we don't believe. Very clear for the most part, very clear cut. The United church is kind of the other end of that spectrum where it's um, very open. And so there wouldn't necessarily, they're not big on necessarily like um, this is what we believe, or there would definitely some traditions where like, we do not believe that, like we do not believe mm-hmm. that's a thing. And, and then there would be other traditions and Protestant traditions, what, what often are called um, charismatic traditions, which would um, uh, purport that they would practice it heavily and believe in it. And some traditions that would even go so far as to say, um, un- unless you speak in tongues, you you haven't actually yet been baptized, right. quote unquote, by the Holy Spirit. So there's a whole range mm-hmm. of beliefs around it. The United Church would not. I mean, the United Church would not of Canada um, would not say specifically. You know, to be baptized, you need to speak in tongues. But they right. probably would also not say um, that they would not be. Uh, they would not have a hard doctrinal line saying mm-hmm. that's not a thing and and or or, or don't do that. Um, they would sort of fall in the place where they would go, hey, maybe you have that experience. Um, yeah. But if you didn't, that's OK, too. And I I personally would kind of line up with that in my experiences. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's yeah. Tr- not to be a non-answer, but <laughs> the no, United no, Church but, uh, is, is that, big on non-answers, too. So nice. uh, good for point. better or good worse. Point. So, yeah, so there wouldn't be a specific doctrine on it. But again, with the United Church, because I'll say this as the last point, it it, it really strives to be a big tent and have mm-hmm. diversity within its tradition. And I I do objectively believe diversity is a strength. Yeah. Um, they would certainly make room for communities individuals churches um that uh, that you know would 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 believe in and practice um the the gift of speaking in tongues so that's you know just as some context like obviously Mm -hmm. there were people around you in this experience who were some of those people they were united church of canada you know people whatever that means employees (laughs) yeah um but that that was obviously for some of the people there was um something that was part of their you know, beliefs and tradition and practices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I appreciate the the, the kind of context around that. Cause again, even to this day, I don't fully, um, I, I don't work in the church like you do. So I don't have that kind of back history. Um, but so then can you like, now that the audience has heard you, uh, kind of describe that for us. Can you tell like, who are you? What do you do? Like, what is it that you do and how, how are you related to the church? Yeah. So I'm, uh, Adam and I, uh, <laughs> uh, I lead a uh, community called the Hub, and it's uh, it's kind of a youth and young adult community network. Um, and we have uh, we run um, and help lead events and groups. Um, we have these things called sub hubs, which would be called kind of quote unquote home churches, right. which are like these small little mini. Some people might say like church plant, but there's these little mini worshiping communities um, of uh, people who are either um, seeking to uh, follow Christ or um, are seeking to grow in love and, and justice um, and, and, and inclusion. And uh, and they meet in living rooms and have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine kind of like a church in somebody's like house, basically a little living room. And so they'll do a bunch of they'll do they'll do spiritual growth together. They'll they'll go out and have fun and like go to the movies and do trivia nights. They'll, they'll do food like sharing together. They'll, and they'll do uh, outreach. They'll do community service and justice projects together too. 
Um, so that's what the hub does. And then we also lead big events where we gather people. Sometimes they're worship events. Sometimes we just had a big um, volleyball dodgeball day for youth. And so it run, we run kind of all over Southern Ontario and specifically work with kind of um, work alongside teens and 20 somethings. Uh, sure. And so that's kind of our that's our demo. Um, and so I was yeah part of uh, founding and, and still lead um, the hub. And so that was a, that was a shift for me. I was trained in, and I went to school for, um, film and theater acting and I still love that. Um, Mm -hmm. but felt kind of a pull, a call to the vision of this, this thing that we now call the hub. And so I'm, so yeah, so I help lead that. Um, and I lead the, the, both the staff team that runs some of the, the bigger, the larger events and projects as well as supports these local groups and the the leaders of those groups. So I kind of help. Um, yeah, I kind of help lead the organization. Uh, and, and, you, our, and I didn't, I didn't actually realize you're a founder of it. Like it was your idea or did somebody say, Hey, let's do this thing. And can you do it? Yeah. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I hesitate to say it was my idea because I would say that it was, I felt a call. I felt a pull that I would, I would personally like use the language and identify. Like I felt, um, I felt a kind of a, a God, pull towards this idea and i felt um that it was an a, that there was inspiration that was beyond me um but yeah i was that i was the one of the founders and and kind of the first person to get some people together i will say like i had this idea in me this this like kind of moment that i had um where kind of the idea sort of came upon me was like a year of just kind of thinking about it, but nothing happening. And it wasn't mm. until I gathered a bunch of other amazing uh, people who I'd worked at um, camp with and, uh, and said, okay, I've got this idea that, we, that things actually started to happen. So, you know, cool. so the, yes, there was a piece of it for me, but it would never have gotten off the ground without these, this, uh, this team that came around the idea. Cause I'm kind of an idea and a vision guy, but I'm not as good at like executing. And I had these great people who who brought these different gifts and a lot. Some of them brought like this, like, OK, how do we do this? How do we actually mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. it? And and part of it was um, having gone back to camp after being, being away during my university and, and my kind of years uh, living in, in Toronto and acting was I came back and I kind of rediscovered that as we've talked about in our in these moments that we've had, uh, you know, yeah. th- there's ups and downs, but there's sure. something special about this community. It wasn't just, you know, I have fun at camp. Um, mm-hmm. and so going away and then coming back and rediscovering that this, this camp community, this, that, that, and then the people, um, and the, the places and these moments and this kind of culture that we were part of had this really beautiful power and significance. And, um, and I remember rediscovering and being like, oh, like I had forgotten like what, and it was only like a few, I was only like, you know, this was like, I'm talking four or five years. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I've been so away from it. That when well, I rediscovered secondary and just working at working at camps, not it doesn't pay well. No, so you yeah, can't. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, exactly. And the goal wasn't like, I want to go back and work at camp. It was mm. it was there's something about this community that has mm-hmm. been at all these different camps and, and over the years has had other iterations during the school year, too. There's something about it that has this like significance and this power and was like singularly like life changing for me to be a part of. And that wasn't just yeah. like the camps that I worked Cause I worked at a couple of them. It wasn't the camps themselves. There was something, there was something deeper and wider about the experience. And so when I came back and I volunteered for a couple of weeks and kind of re like tasted it again, 
that I became aware. I was like, like, A, I want this for me. Like I just, there's like, I wanted this again, but also recognizing over the years, so many kids and youth have come into this community and just, and their lives have been changed for, for the better. And not, not everyone, it's, it's not, this is not some utopian society. There's, uh, there's ups and downs. Um, but so many people have had their lives like impacted in a beautiful way. And to what I also noticed as I, as I came back, um, and this rides exactly off what I was just saying of it not being perfect. And there was a lot of things after going away that I saw more clearly after having stepped away that were, um, things that we needed to grow in. So as a community, um, and this happens certainly a lot in church communities and the United Church, United Church is a beautiful denomination that really um, commits to uh, justice and uh, and action and inclusion. Um, you know, they were they were one of the first denominations. They were they were first denomination in Canada to um, uh, to affirm and ordain two uh, S and LGBTQI plus um, folks in in both membership in the church and in leadership to be ordained. Yeah. Um, they're really committed as and they put their money where their mouth is um, in terms of right relations, especially after having been a denomination that was part of residential schools. And they um, are uh, working to uh, repent and to um, to to uh, to to confront that. And so they're, sorry, they're can you can just before you move on? Sorry, can you cut what's right relations? That's actually not a term I've heard. So yeah, there's a good criticism of the term reconciliation because it implies that a relationship was positive to begin with. And of right. course that is not that is objectively not the case um across Turtle Island when it comes to settlers and uh and and the indigenous communities uh whose land this is so uh so the united church uh is very very um yeah very committed to justice and uh, inclusion you know anti-racism um growing in decolonizing practices and what would be called um, affirmation which is you know the full inclusion embrace celebration without question of the two-spirit and lgbtqia plus community um uh but uh it is also overwhelmingly uh a a, um a a denomination that has folks who still would identify as 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 white and so it is very committed to those things um but it has a lot of growing to do and is still you know very much held uh holds many of its practices especially its money and its business practices within you know a, a colonial imagination which would i would be a person to identify that that that's not um, justice in action. Right. So I say all that to say um, that it is a very um, justice oriented and inclusive denomination. But again, because of what I mentioned earlier, where there's diversity is a good thing, but it also means it can make room for not great things. When sure. I returned to the community after having been away, I really saw um, with and this I would also call one of those spiritual epiphany moments or I would, you know, a come to Jesus moment where I really saw where our community um, that was really important for me um, had deep, deep problems in terms of um, latent, latent um, uh, racism from the, you know, the colonial imagination. We're a very white community, this, this camp community, um, like overwhelmingly white. And uh, this is not a community that exists in one small town where there's only 60,000 people and most of them are white. This is a community that is across southern ontario and Mm -hmm. and so the the demographics don't line up when you look at then well why should we be this overwhelmingly white um Mm -hmm. that there's something to to examine there and so i saw that i also saw even within this community um that there was a lot of um 
under not not um super visible when you first approach it but there there was um un, there were foundations of homophobia and transphobia um as well that really ran through this and and later as i as i started to see this and understand how those all of those things i've named racism homophobia transphobia transphobia heteronormativity how i also have internalized and um and and been a part of those things uh how i i heard and understood experiences of other people people um uh, black and indigenous folks who were um, part of the community lgbtq folks who are part of the community who had a radically different experience with this right. community than i did as you know yeah. as someone who is you know at the intersections of most um points of privilege and power and so uh I, that really was a, a a come to jesus awakening um spiritual awakening epiphany moment for me going wow this community has been so powerful and life-changing and beautiful for for so many of 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 us and me included but it has also been um really really harmful and any to the point of toxic to to um folks who who experience uh, intersections of of diversity or who are at part of populations that have been targeted by you know racism capitalism colonialism and so i held both of these things and said said you know what do i do with that and at the same time having this vision of you know wanting to um wanting to be able to see this thing called the hub created where we continue growing outside of just the camp year like the whole the thing was we would get together during the school year we would take this vibrancy and energy and and commitment to loving our neighbor and bring it into the our lives outside of the the the, the years we're at camp and outside of the months of the year that we're at camp and saying like both of the like these are things we need to uh, recognize that there's a beauty and there's a power but there's also problems and that to me um just to then go on like uh, just kind of cap it off that to me lines up with what it means to um what it has meant to me personally in my subjective walk to yeah. follow jesus which is recognizing that there is deep need for healing uh and liberation in the world um and there are forces authorities principalities of injustice and oppression and discrimination and exclusion and so we need to um have, have be able to be sustained and have hope and walk and recognize the beauty while also saying we want to what a christian word would be like repent we need to turn away from the things that are harming and so both of these things were things that i wanted to see us grow and i wanted the beauty of the community to be able to be experienced by more people like it was experienced by me but also i wanted to see us as a community and i i felt holy spirit saying we as a community have room uh, and a need to grow beyond many of these ways that we don't even recognize our um points of exclusion discrimination and oppression and so going away was what allowed me to come back and kind of see those things that i didn't see while i was in it um and so the need to grow as a community and to do better and uh, and the power uh, and beauty of the community were what spurred me to want to kind of start to do that work and and have the hub be a place where we could do that work um both both kind of sides of the coin for lack of a better term mm -hmm. um so that was what ended up kind of leading me back to 
spending more and more of my time over the years and now kind of with my full time on in what some would call like ministry. And, uh, you know, I think of it as as community leadership and uh, and and being able to uh, grow together as as a community and to do to love our neighbor, yeah. you know, to do good, to do to do right and to do good things, which I do believe that there are objective good and right things and um, mm-hmm. the work of growing and confronting oppression and things like homophobia and racism are good things that we should be doing. And that churches, especially church communities, because they've been inextricably tied to the col- like the colonial project um, need to be the first ones to be starting to, to repent and to um, work for um, work to undo the harm that so many uh, churches and that the, the Christian tradition has done in so many ways. So that's a long rant to say <laughs> that the hub's mission is, you know, we, we live to connect young people with the liberating love of Christ and empower them, uh, to build a more just and inclusive world, you know, and a healthy planet, uh, where no one is left out in the cold. And so that's, um, Jesus and justice and inclusion. And again, those words aren't always perfect, but these are three (laughs) words that we, that, that we use to kind of say, this is what we want to be our, we believe that Jesus is the embodiment of, of liberation and justice and, and, and radical inclusion of all people, um, and flourishing of all people. And we want to connect, um, teens and 20 somethings with that experience themselves and to be able to, um, to, to build that out into the world more and more. That is so, I didn't know. Yeah. We've never talked about like the depths or like that we've done stuff together and I've, I've had you come and do stuff at the hub, but yeah, we've never like talked about sort of that's a lot of the, you know, the origins that went into it. This is a community that made such difference in my life, but also, you know, was, was harmful to so many people and just saying, okay, if this is my community, I don't just get to check out and say like, Oh, I don't, I don't do that camp stuff anymore. I need to be part of us doing better. And that was a lot of what my personal, like what I felt that call from God was. Yeah. That is, that is really, really cool. And it actually, it really does lead into why I wanted to have this, this podcast with you. Why I wanted to talk with you. That's great. Um, Cause you haven't told me that part yet. I haven't told you yet. <laughs> I mean, all this, all this has been just, who are we and where are we coming from? Yeah. Uh, this, this is basically it. Everything you just described is one of, one of not that solely one of the reasons that I personally am an atheist. Yeah. I actually am not Christian. I'm not religious uh, by any means. And I I criticize mentally and I've never criticized externally the idea of Christianity uh, or religion as a whole. Um, and I wanted to talk with you who you are uh, in this world and learn and find out why, uh, you know, you saw Everything you just described, everything you just described, but the the injustice and the separations and the and the church, uh, you know, not including people and all that is just one of the things that in my mind goes, that's just that's just evidence that that there is no guiding force. Right. Because uh, if there was a guiding force, that type of stuff wouldn't happen. Right. But the idea of the in group and the idea of of, you know, the, the I am a part of these people and you are not a part. That's very much, uh, you know, that's that's very much the divisiveness that you can get with evolution. 
Uh, it's the, sure, it's yeah. the divisiveness you can get with, you know, we we are unguided beings who are, you know, we protect our own and the ideas and everything you've described. It's just so, so, so cool and fascinating to hear. That's why the hub exists, because in my mind, that's humanism. That's the idea of looking out for your fellow human and caring for everyone uh, because we are alone. We are the only ones here in 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 my worldview. And I don't I don't want this conversation to be me trying to convince you or you trying to convince me. I want it to be us talking about what we believe, why we believe and where do the beliefs come from? Uh, that's my hope. If you're interested after after this episode, we record here <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, and I and I appreciate that the lens that which you you come into that because I didn't even like I didn't even know that that about you. We've never talked about that specifically. And so I appreciate that you're also bringing it with the lens of genuine um, curiosity yeah. uh, and um, and genuine desire to learn and grow like from each other, because it's certainly mm. I, I don't really dedicate much time to, to, um, like debates or anything like that just because, and, and not because I don't feel like I have a position to defend or that someone else's position isn't worth like hearing, but because we know in our culture that, that we have a, we have a real, like in kind of 21st century, you know, Turtle Island, North America, you know, whiteness is about like, well, let me just tell you what I think about it. Yeah. And so, and, and there's already a ton of that. <laughs> and, you know, we're part of that too, as, 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 as two folks who grew up in you know, identifying with, with, you know, the, the colonial imagination and, and presenting mm-hmm. as white. Um, and that's what the podcast field is just like soaked with, um, two dudes talking yeah. mostly cis straight white males. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm very aware of that, and um, and uh, so that's why also everybody listening should always even take what I'm saying with a big, huge dose of salt because I, again, like I said, I grew up at the centers of of all these different intersections of, of privilege and power. Um, but I really appreciate that. Yeah, you genuinely, and yeah, we're friends, and I know you, and I know you're. Um, and and this is what's like beautiful is and what is compelling and exciting to me is like we would probably agree on so much almost um, everything exact right and so <laughs> I I would say absolutely when it comes to you know talking about like yeah what you would call humanism like awesome great I don't get I don't really get hung up on like language needing to be a barrier and I sure. and I personally don't think that um the you know the divine you know I'll use the word god or or and and Christ you know in Jesus I don't think that uh that they get hung up on it either so I I think that's great um I would say for for me personally and again when I I should be very careful about what I say like we as the hub because we are a diverse community of lots of people who of believe course. different things not, you can't speak for all of those people yeah. yeah and there would be people like within our community too who would and have talked to me about you know they believe very different things um and and we do want to be a, a place where anyone can come um we don't want to make room for um harm particularly you know a lot of times diversity can make room for than just status quo being continuing to be the dominant system and so it's a hard thing that we don't really even we're still learning how to do is how do we make sure that those who have been um uh, targeted and made had have attempted to be made marginalized. Um, how are are those people actually able the ones to to lead us and to be centered and um, and yet also how are we able to be a space where someone can come in and and grow? So uh, so well, there are the people who believe that... different things than me, but uh, mm-hmm. the the we would def I would definitely say like um, there 
what what some people would identify in humanism and what we would be distinct from because it's okay to see how also just admit of course we're distinct there's a real like white thing of like we all believe the same thing which is erasing uh, which is, is erasure <laughs> of people's distinct beliefs and experiences and worldviews so um what where i would say it would be distinct is is personally i do i would you know for lack of a better word profess or believe in this idea that that the divine you know force of the universe is came to earth as a person and that was jesus of nazareth who was um and this is what i love to say because i and i think it's true it was a dark-skinned revolutionary who upended social systems radically included confronted um oppress oppressors and oppression and was executed by the state for it um and i do believe that he was resurrected um mm. and so that would be that would be for for some people who would say then what traditionally would be known as humanism to us that would be where there would be an important yeah. dis- distinction but would i say like would i be, would i be comfortable personally uh, if you're asking me like to say that jesus is a humanist of course um mm. like love thy neighbor is is about um we need to care for each other. Um, we uh, and it goes. It runs deeper than that, and there's more nuance as we go deeper into. A, as I've gone deeper into my walk with Jesus, especially about how um, those who have been pushed to the margins will be those who who are those who lead us and who who, who teach us and take us somewhere. Um, and but but yes, absolutely, I believe that. You know, love thy neighbor um is 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 a humanist you know position to take and that that's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think i think that this could be a really really neat conversation ongoing because of our shared um history and and not i don't mean like our friendship i mean the fact that we have very similar stories up to a certain point like we were both Mm -hmm. you know middle class white guys who went to church camp and became staff and And this community is where like is the reason that that you were part of is Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. where the hub came from and and is still in many ways like is Mm -hmm. part of the hub so like you were you have been part of what we now just call like you've been part of this community too yeah, exactly. I have. And and I still have great uh, admiration for the people in this community. I am still great friends with a lot of the people that I uh, that I have been uh, that I met through these camps and through this community and through the the previous iterations of what yeah. uh, I wouldn't say that of what the hub is but now. Yeah, but the I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, there yeah. there are there were other like kind of school year programming like communities mm. and that that were that existed before. Like the hub is not revolutionary or new or the first mm. in any way. It's a unique um, expression of the community in the yeah. past few years. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just because of that, that shared history we have, I think it'd be really, really interesting to see where, what, like why each of us believes what we believe and where, where we go from there. Um, but yeah, that's th- this, that's all I really had idea for today. That's probably enough kinda, for today. We really, we, we've so. run the gamut. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think so. I think that, you know, uh, we, you and I can go away from here, uh, offline and discuss like, which way do we want to take the conversation? Like I've got a bunch of ideas in my head about, uh, you know, do we want to do this in a, in a season format where like one of the things that I would love to do, cause I know, I know like this much and uh, for the listener who, you know, cause I'm really good at podcasting, I'm holding up my fingers less than an inch away from each other. <laughs> um, uh, I know this much about how the Bible came to be. I right. know the, you know, the council, the Nazarene council is a thing. And that's when the, Nicene, you know, yeah, diff- but yeah. Nicene, Nicene. Yeah. See, I don't even know the name, the name <laughs> <That's> words. <laughs> 
Uh, I know that that council is a thing and that there was a bunch of different books. Some were included, some were not included. And, you know, the Catholics have the uh, the Apocrypha and then there's additional yep. books there that that other churches don't have. And then like the Mormons have have their book and the yep. Je- uh, Jehovah's Witnesses have and you know, scriptures and lines. Churches have their. Yep, absolutely. So like kind of finding out together with you, because I, I don't know if you like I don't you, you've never had any formal schooling uh, in. No, like uh, I didn't go. Yeah. yeah, like I'm not I'm not a rev. Um, I, I did mm-hmm. not. And so that should also be said too. like in these mm-hmm. conversations. I am what what would be called in like kind of churchy language, like a lay person, which is mm. just, yeah, someone who is not, is not I didn't go to seminary and I did like I went to school for film theater acting, loved it. Um, I didn't go to I. And so we should also be aware, like I am, I can speak on a little bit that I know and I'll probably be, there'll be a big batch of, oh no, that's wrong in with what I know because uh, even if I'm you just, were educated, I'm you'd not get an expert. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true too. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not here to say that, that again, uh, academia is also a, a very colonial institution. So I'm not here mm. to say that uh, the, the only people we should trust are people who've gone to these, you know, capitalist white run institutions for the last mm-hmm. 200 years. But I, I do want to say that as, as a really as a big dose of, of humility as I am, I'm certainly not an expert and I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll be wrong, be corrected. And there are people in the hub community who, who definitely in terms of like historiography, historiosity of, of tradition and, and the Bible and, um, and, and, and the person of Jesus have, have done much more, um, intentional, uh, academic training and study than me. Um, but that's also not tell myself my short sell myself short because I also like this is what I'm passionate about and I love to I've loved mm-hmm. learning in my own ways uh, for many years and learning especially and this is the biggest thing I've learned especially learning from um, black and indigenous and uh, and and persons of color uh, in the church and LGBTQ plus theologians because again I re- I really personally believe that um, that we have we need to be learning from those who have been um, who have previously been voices that have been shut out um, because they have uh, they have truth and and wisdom um, that is suppressed by the colonial imagination mm. in us who are people who grew up in intersections of privilege and power and whiteness. So I have learned a ton from much smarter and much more wise um, people. And honestly, honestly, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk with you is because you described yourself earlier three sentences ago as a layperson. And I would describe myself as a layperson as well. Uh, you know, I, I obviously listen to many podcasts and I listen to to many people who would be considered, I guess, experts in the field, uh, you know, people who right. have written, written books and, and but I've never read their books. Uh, but I also haven't really read the Bible uh, sure. like I've I've I've, you know read the, the the sections that we were always told to read and i know i know a lot of of random bits and pieces uh throughout but uh i think that hanging out with you and talking with you will be really really neat because it's two lay persons coming from very different perspective looking at the same thing and yeah. that's that's what i really want to do uh so yeah let's let's see what we can create i love it yeah great <laughs> awesome so yeah thanks for being willing pranch to bring me in and again like being willing to say, hey, I just have an idea. And you didn't even give me a sense of, of what the what we wanted to talk about, which was which was great because um, mm-hmm. I like it. It was fun and surprising. And I didn't know what, what, what we were going to talk about. Um, so thanks for inviting me into this conversation and into these conversations that we want to have going forward, too.
We'll see. Yeah, we'll no, see I, I, I'm really, I'm really glad that you you weren't uh, you weren't opposed to the idea of coming in blind. No, that uh, was I really, fine. That was so I fun. thought I thought it was it was it was really important to have it be a completely genuine conversation uh, up to up to well the whole thing. I want the whole thing to be genuine. Uh, but yeah, I really like the idea of kind of just let's talk, let's talk about who we are, what we are, why we are, and uh, and then drop the bomb at the end, if you will. Love it, love it. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. All right, well, I'll talk to you later. Talk to y'all later.